Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories, and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice, and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Business Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Lawrence with us. Hello, Lawrence. Hello, John. Thanks for joining How us. Are you? Yeah, I'm excellent. Thank you. So thanks for taking the time out to join us. Delighted. So tell us about your business, Lawrence. Well, Combine Group itself is probably an amalgam of about 12 or 13 different strands going back many, many years. Um, I have a, a corporate background, um, and for my sins, I worked for Halifax and uh, also uh, Bank of Scotland, where I escaped those in 1988, and then became self-employed in another corporate environment called Encyclopedia Britannica until they closed down the Salesforce in 1996. And uh, I got out. I went on my wary way with my begging bowl on the streets and end up starting networking. And uh, networking has become an important part of my life. And I end up with that networking breakfast one day in Selfridges. And uh, there's an American guy. He stood up. He talked about a portfolio career and described it where you have many strands to your bone. So you don't get devoted to one company, but you actually create a, a portfolio of ideas around you. And that twigged a loud bell with me. And that's why I am today with a portfolio career. Excellent. So what some of those portfolios do you have as part of your career? Well, the networking has been a really, really big part of what I've done because I believe it's important that you meet people um, to see if you actually get on with them, to do business with them, become friends with them, natural relationships and grow into to something more. And what I found was going to these networking events, you'd meet different people and that little gatekeeper was missing that you often had to try and get past when you were selling advertising. You actually spoke to the main person face to face. And it was fantastic. So I was selling advertising and it was a brilliant place to be and I did very well out of it. But one of the things that I also picked up on, there was a whole community aside of that where internet was very, very basic. We were talking about dial-up days. Some people may remember that. And there was a growth in the belief that the way forward was to embrace technology rather than actually the traditional books that we were using. In our case, uh, we had a directory in competition with Page and Thompson. And I started exploring what was going on. And I've always been a lover of hearing other people's views and ideas. May not necessarily agree with them, but I will always hear their views. But one of the views I heard was what was going on with this thing called HTML, yes. where we could actually code things onto to pages, pages, what pages, and develop something online, online, and see what happened from there. And I embraced it to the extent that we actually launched the first ever online directory in the UK for businesses. And we had great fun, we made lots and lots of money, and we made a great many friends. And during that time, I fell over a fledgling company called Telecom Plus, um, more, more known as Utility Warehouse now, and I became one of the first 180 in that business in 1997. And I haven't looked back, I'm still with them, still doing very, very well, but that has given me the financial freedom to explore other things as well, as an aside as I go along. Fabulous. So I know networking is very important. It uh, can make a real difference. And I think networking over the last few months has shifted. So what are some tips do you have for good networking online? Well, I'm going to name check somebody here and hopefully he'll pick up on this podcast and do, do a course. I was actually on another networking event about three weeks ago uh, run by my, my friend Claire, Claire Gilbanks. And she used the platform called Remo rather than Zoom, which we're using today. 
and uh, it's a little bit like having a, a room with tables and you wander around and you have a chat with people which is great and one of the people I connected with on a one-to-one was a guy called John Wallace he's a sales trainer um, I have a very strong sales background myself and we started talking about body language on screen because if you're actually in a room with someone you can see how they're acting you can actually mirror their image you can shake their hands we don't have to shake hands. Um, you can actually hug them. We're not allowed to hug anymore. Um, but you can actually interact with them and actually see how they're behaving in relation to what you say. With a two-dimensional screen, that disappears. And we were talking about the problem or the challenge of actually recognising that tonality wasn't being on an end all and also image that was really important in actually finding those buying signals and recognize when people want to take it a stage further it's a bit like sort of um building a relationship with and having a love affair i suppose but since i don't have many of those i, I wouldn't really know <laughs> excellent so it's so a lot of that's kind of disappeared with the online correct so so what what do you what do you use instead how how do you go about it well uh, with us, we're, we're on screen here doing your podcast, which you're recording, fabulous, and we can see each other. Uh, you've got a good room there, you've got a blank wall, I've got a blank wall behind me. But when we're doing these networking events, a lot of people will put up a banner or they'll have a green screen behind them uh, to actually show people what they're about and their, their business image. I don't necessarily think that's a good idea because a lot of these images, and we have one recently from, from my friend Jason, was very distracting. It was actually a, a beach in Thailand. And we were all looking at the beach thinking, who's actually out there wandering around? And we started worrying about people actually coming up behind him. And it was distracting from what we should have been talking about and his business rather than actually the screen itself. So that was a negative. So I would say to people, if you are going to use a green screen or you are going to actually have a banner up, make sure it's not distracting from the message you're putting out and make sure it's clear about what you're doing. Keep it simple with a few words and not, not too many. And, no, and cut down the graphics, please. And no beaches. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's important because the background could be very distracting. Even I've seen it on the BBC News where they're in, interviewing doctors in the morning. And they're, they're talking about what's on the shelves rather than about the, the topic. Yes, yes. Now, you see, I just nodded there on a podcast a person can't hear me nodding. No. In a one-to-one -one situation when you're in a room together, that nod is an, an acceptance of what you've just said. And it's part and parcel of what we do as people, as human beings. It's part of the social graces, so to speak. Yes. Yeah? We're learning a whole new vocabulary of being able to communicate in a two-dimensional way on screen. Uh, Correct. Because it's so important to us as humans to connect to another human. Correct. Excellent. And I find also that people don't actually know when to take the conversation on to the next level. Go on, so how, how would you do that? I would ask a question. Simply put, shall we continue the conversation further? Shall we exchange uh, details? So we had that conversation over the phone. Uh, shall we exchange emails? So shall we perhaps have a, a socially distanced meeting in a, in a coffee shop somewhere? I do have long arms. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's, uh, that's a nice way of putting it, is to, is to take it off the networking event, and so, so it becomes a much more personal communication. Most certainly, most certainly. And that's really where you come from. The other, the other side of the coin is um, where you actually ask the right sort of open-ended questions, and creating little affirmations as you go along. Now, I would 
doubt very much I'd say a, a really blunt, shall we do this? I would probably ask a person, shall we go further with this? Because that's a more friendly approach to that person. Yes. And it, it gives them options and they're not feeling pressured at the same time. Most certainly. All right, fabulous. So it sounds to me one of the key aspects of your portfolio career is that if people skills are paramount to that. Mm. I was taught by a very wise man many, many, many years ago in my Encyclopedia Britannica days uh, about body language. And uh, Peter Thompson is a, is a wise man in my view. And, I know uh, Peter, yes. Yeah. And uh, a great friend to the industry and somebody I've, I've admired for many, many, many years. Um, there are also other people around the world at the same time who are also talking about body language, um, no longer with us, unfortunately. But when you actually look around the industry, you will always find, the sales industry per se, you'll always find people who actually stand up and you'll take notice of them because they are certain in the message they're putting out in a way that is understandable for the average person. We're no... We're no we're no one special when it comes to sales. We are people that understand the process of a system and being systemized in business is key for success. Yes. I think that system is understanding human psychology. Yes, I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, but some people can put a little bit of an act on, but they don't realize it. And it's looking for the little signals about looking upwards, looking downwards, looking to the left or looking to the right. And as we talked about earlier, uh, mirroring image as well as to whether a person actually buying into you and buying into your message. Yes. What about building that relationship? People like people like themselves. Uh, well, I, I don't like myself at all. So. Oh, <laughs> that, that's blown that theory out of the water now. <laughs> <laughs> Self-deprecation is an art. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as you may have gathered by now, uh, I have a very weird sense of humour. Even though I don't like it occasionally. <laughs> Excellent. But so, certainly, you can, you can take that too far. You can take it to a certain level. And you can see how buy, people are buying into the messages as, as well. But you see, if you are selling per se, I prefer to use a platform that has a presentation built into it. When I talk about that, I use a presentation uh, materials with Utility Warehouse. So I have a track to run on. Right wander off the line i know where i'm going on every page the information a person needs to actually make an, a positive decision about what they want to do with their, their bills at home or in business are there on screen i'm telling a story using the screen itself excellent and that's where zoom's very good at doing because you can show the presentation and still be there yes um I've actually become quite adept at using a share screen without bringing up the wrong sort of images. So I'm very happy about that now. Uh, but I have to say, uh, we did bring up some images of my football stadium the other day. And everyone said, oh, bring those back because my football club, AFC Wimbledon, we're in the middle of building a brand new stadium. And they said, oh, you always mention the club. So we'd actually like to see the images rather than about your business. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. So we've, we've got about 400 pictures in there on our Instagram account. And uh, I felt a little bit bereft there. <laughs> well, I think was at the same time people will buy from people and they want to know that you're human at the same time and, uh, well, I'm definitely human and I, and I definitely bleed without a shadow of a doubt <laughs> as, 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 I, as I gave blood on, 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 on Monday for my blood test which I do every three or four months um, I, I have the marks to prove it so uh, yeah um, uh, the nurse was a little bit less than gentle with me on, on Monday so she left me in a bit of pain. So, yes, I, I have pain as well. Oh. 
So Lawrence, if somebody's interested in the portfolio career and they maybe want to find out more about your networking event, uh, maybe some of the utility warehouse, how would they contact you? Very straightforward. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm very active on, on Facebook. Uh, I run more than 40 groups on there. Uh, far, far too many, I know. Um, but I've got lots of friends out of it as well. Uh, I run a number of groups on LinkedIn. Um, and my details are there to actually click through, which would be great. Um, there's only one Lawrence Lounge, which is fantastic. Um, there is a secondary profile for myself, which I have as a backup uh, on both LinkedIn and, and Facebook. People will find that as well. I won't respond there at all. Only on my main ones. And okay. I am on every single day of the week even on my birthday and if you're getting around to actually sorting time out for my birthday that's the 30th of december and all presents and cards are accepted right we'll make sure they all get delivered directly to you <laughs> Fab. and we'll put your details uh, on our website so people can click through and find you probably not all 40 uh, uh, facebook groups but we'll put a couple Fantastic. on there Fantastic. I basically put up my, my Facebook uh, profile and page. Um, people can find me through that and also LinkedIn profile as well. So I, I'm getting more active on LinkedIn. I, I hadn't been active on there very much, but I'm picking up a bit now, which I find enjoyable. Um, I have some pretty good friends on LinkedIn who are experts in their own community. And if anyone needs help with LinkedIn community, talk to me about that because I'll point them in the right direction to the, the people who are better at LinkedIn than I am. And that's one of the key things that I always find. If you actually end up in a place that you don't quite understand what you're doing, if you have, say, a bit of a, a crisis in your life or even in your business, I think it's really important to think on paper. Yes. Write down what your issue, your challenge is, and then work out in your mind using that piece of paper who are the best people to turn to for guidance and advice to sort out that issue or problem. Because there are going to be people out there who, who know more about what's going on with life or business than you and they love to be, be, be approached and, and ask their guidance and advice. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's one of the joys I found of talking to sort of business owners and entrepreneurs is how generous they are with their, their advice and help when somebody needs it. But also, uh, the other thing I've noticed over the last few months with lots and lots of people now working from home, in the first month or so, they were all excited. I don't have to go to work. Hang on. If you are working from home, you are still working. Yes. You don't have a boss necessarily shouting at you across the, 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 the floor of the, the office or shouting in your face or whatever, but you now have a major responsibility to actually treat your business as a business or a job from home, whereas before you can go into an office and, and, and be, be talked to in the appropriate way. So I'm a great believer in what's called a daily method of operation, DMO for short. Having your day planned out before you even start the day and I always do a to-do list the night before. So I Excellent. can go to bed at night with a clear head. Yeah, it makes a lot of difference that. That's a great tip. And it's, it's part and parcel of actually time management. Yes. We, we've joined you kind of today for a quick chat beforehand before doing the podcast. I was prepared for you. I was just busy making myself a cup of coffee and making sure the sound in the background were turned off. But that's important for you. So I'm actually with you focused on the actual call. Uh, and I'll take a word here from Nigel Risner. Uh, he talks about being in the room. Yes. So you don't have distractions. And I think that's an important thing. Nigel Risner is a great coach in his own right, um, a great speaker, uh, a person I would turn to for guidance and advice if I'm actually doing something really focused. He's a person I'd actually talk to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Nigel's a great guy, yes. Yeah. Fabulous. Oh, world. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's wonderful. <laughs> and that's the power of networks. <laughs> the, cream, the cream rises to the surface, I've been told, John. <laughs> oh, I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> Excellent. So, Lawrence, if you know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs that benefit of being on the podcast, do let me know. Certainly. And thank you ever so much for sharing your humor, your journey with us and your portfolio career. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Delighted. Delighted. I, I actually want to bring a person to your attention uh, very soon. So I'll drop you a line about that. He's quite a character um, and he does something quite novel in the community. And I think I want to actually expose him to a wider world. Fabulous. I look forward to that. It sounds intriguing. Excellent, John. Excellent. Thank you. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, talk to you soon. Thank you, Lawrence. Have a wonderful day and see you soon. Will do. The Federation of Small Businesses, where practical help for business owners such as employment protection, navigating the complex, time-consuming and costs of up to £100,000 per claim for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.